This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Welcome to A Court of Fairies and Fangirls. I'm Alex. And I'm Sarah. And this is a Sarah J. Mass fan podcast where we are obsessed with her books and can't stop thinking about them or talking about them. So we figured why not record us thinking and talking about it. We're going to break down chapters, go through each book separately, go into character analysis and any thoughts or kind of theories that we have about books, characters, plots, etc. And maybe play some fun games along the way. Exactly. So welcome and enjoy. Okie doke. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back. This is episode 11, mm-hmm. chapters 44 through 50. We're wrapping up part two of the book. Oh. And we're calling this episode Breakthrough. Yes. <laughs> there was definitely, like, a sense of, like, oh, like, we did it. Yeah. In a way. Mm-hmm. Even though there's so much more to go in this book. Yeah. I don't know. What did you think? Yeah, I feel like, I don't know, the... The chapter with Farah where she yep reveals everything like that was that was bad yeah that was real bad and then her breakthrough was just amazing at the end yeah it was like hard to read moments but like good to read moments yeah. mm-hmm. mm, so good mm-hmm. okay so we'll start off with chapter forty four um Cassian learns of the revived Valkyries and shares the news with the inner circle. Yeah, I think we're going to get some new interesting training since they like want to incorporate some of the Valkyrie training with Illyrian training. So I'm kind of yeah. curious how that's going to go. And also clearly, Elaine doesn't hate Nesta. I was of like, course so- Elaine doesn't hate Nesta. I know, but this is like validation that she does not hate Nesta. So right. this was like good. Yeah. So um, Cassian had visited Nesta last night. Mm-hmm. or they're, they're in training, but the night before Cassian visited Nesta... And they did make a note about how he, like, spied these documents about Valkyries Mm -hmm. on her desk and, like, asked her a few questions about it. So he's, at this point, starting to pick up, like, oh, this is what they're doing. Mm -hmm. And then as they're going through training, he's getting sassy about it. I know. Which I just, I loved. They were whining. And he was like, some Valkyrie unit you have. Mm -hmm. And it just, I think in some ways... It could, I, I could see how maybe they're like a little, it could be a little demeaning by that. But mm-hmm. like, I think with Cassian's like heart and sass, it's also just like, oh, like this is maybe his way of like trying to talk to us about it. Right. But well, what did you think about it? I just like Gwen's response. She like whirls on this. She's like, you told him. <laughs> and it's just, it's so like teenage girl vibes right there. Yeah. I was just cracking up. No, they totally have that vibe. Um, but it was just surprising. It's like Cassian's telling them that he recognized their mind-stilling techniques from like a mile away. Yeah. And I just thought that was cool because it's like he he literally fought beside them. And they're yes. like, you never told us. And it's like, you didn't ask. Mm-hmm. So I just, I really liked that. Well, and I mean, the story of the Valkyries is like so sad about how they're essentially eradicated. Right. 
And it's just even sadder getting these details from Cassian, who yeah. was like a part of that. Yeah. Like he was there. He was trying to fight for them. And, you know, they just all, you know, got sent on that suicide mission. Ugh, yeah. But um, it's like it's funny, though, to think because when they talked about Valkyries, they it was almost like. All the, it was like all these years ago, mm-hmm. they've been eradicated. There's no really like connection to them anymore. But then it's like, Cassian is so freaking old. Yeah. Like we forget <laughs> how old they are. Like they, it's like he, he knew them and yeah. you're like, wait, what? I, in my brain, this is like forever ago, but I like know. he's literally centuries old. Right. So. He's forever ago. Like, he's forever ago. He's old. So that was a little like, wait, what mm-hmm. moment? Yeah. And Gwen asks him like, if you could teach them the Valkyrie techniques, but he tells them like, I, I don't know them. Yeah. So, which is kind of sad because it's, it really, it's, they've only been handed down like orally between these people and they're all yeah. eradicated. So, but I love, I love his response and I love Nesta's response because yeah. Nesta's like, if we're to be Valky- Valkyries born again, maybe we should combine the Illyrian and Valkyrie techniques. So there's like this like moment where she's like, let's, let's do this. Let's make something mm-hmm. new. Let's try to pull all of this together. And then Cassie and I think is very inspired by that because then he leans into Gwen and it's just like, you know, today we'll keep, we'll keep on with the Illyrian techniques, but like bring me what you have mm-hmm. on the Valkyries and we'll start incorporating it. We'll create this yep. like hybrid unit. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't know. I think it's really awesome when I just think it's really awesome that he's encouraging them in this way. Not yeah. just kind of being like, Oh, well, mm-hmm. sorry. Yeah. I did the the whole comment between like when she says that and when he says that, I thought it was really interesting. Mm-hmm. So she like says that, you know, that maybe they could combine the techniques and then it said she'd meant it in a jest, but the words rumbled through space as if she'd spoken some great truth, something that made fate sit up. Mm. Asriel turned to them fully this time, eyes narrowed, like those shadows had whispered something to him. A chill breathed down Nesta's spine. Cassian mm-hmm. stared into their faces like he beheld something he hadn't seen there before. Like I, I don't know. It was just like a weird combination of like Azriel like feeling yeah. something, Nesta feeling something. I was like, what? What? There's going a weird on? fate thing going on right. there because like Nesta, Emery, and Gwen are not like they're warriors in spirit. Yes, <laughs> but they are not like these crazy badass warriors that like right. you, everyone's afraid of right now. Mm-hmm. So it's like. Why would that energy somehow like create? Is it the start of something? I don't big? know. Big, maybe. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know. I imagine it's like when like Harry Potter like gets his wand and then everything's like right. Ah, it's like yeah. this is the start of it all, <laughs> and so it kind of gave gave me that vibe. It's, it's very much that vibe. <laughs> um. But Cassian, in true spirit, I thought it was so funny. He kind of like took all of this mm-hmm. and um, basically told him to get back to work. Back to work, and he says, first lesson about Valkyries: they don't whine about being sweaty." <laughs> and I just, I loved that. But also, I could never be a Valkyrie, then, no, because I don't know how to com- not complain about being sweaty. No, I hate it. Um, but I just thought that was really funny. Yep. Um, and then we pivot to the river house yes and cassian is kind of like telling Farah in the inner circle about nesta the valkyries kind of what's going on um and reese kind of mentions that the valkyries were as lovely as elaine from the outside but as bloodthirsty as amran on the inside and i just thought that was a very interesting (laughs) comparison i think so well they're just they're they're not two people you would ever like combine no 
So it's like, oh, these were people that somehow combined. Okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. Sure. Elaine takes this moment to kind of talk through how Nesta's kind of always been this like fierce mm-hmm. person, which right. I mean, I think we all know, yeah. but I thought the comparison that Elaine made um, saying that she made ballrooms into battlefields mm-hmm. and plotted like any general. It's yeah. just like, it's so interesting how Nesta within the context of where she was as a child mm-hmm. managed to like apply these same yeah. like skills, if you will. Right. <laughs> I don't know. I just thought it was really interesting. Farah says Nesta is a wolf who has been locked in a cage her whole life. Mm-hmm. And then Cassian thinks to himself, she was a wolf who had never learned how to be a wolf. Thanks to that cage humans called propriety and society. And like any maltreated animal, she bit anyone who came near. Good thing he liked being bitten. Good <laughs> thing he savored the bruises and scratches she left on his body every night. And that her unleashing when he was buried in her made him want to answer it with his own. I was like, well, all okay. right. That's one way to think of a wolf, sir. That is one way to think of a wolf, <laughs> sir. But I, this also made me think about how, I think it was last week or the week before, when you mentioned how you like saw like nesta's energy in the like sword I think oh it was yeah the sword building and you're like i i equated this to like her with Feyre and mm-hmm. painting and the unleashing yeah i just i remember how much we equated 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 mm-hmm. um Feyre to a wolf right right in those in the first part of this series mm-hmm. and that journey of her discovering that wolf tendencies and becoming a wolf yeah and i just i think it's interesting how we're using that same wolf analogy but almost in a like reverse way right where nesta starting as like instead of like a damaged mm-hmm. wolf like a rabid wolf right <laughs> and I, I don't know i think it's just again pulling the sisters together mm-hmm. is interesting yeah um and then elaine kind of launches into this whole story about nesta and her love of dance and how it was like art and just how basically when they were younger, like this girl had been jealous of Elaine because of her beauty. Of course. Of course. And Nesta picked up on that. And there was like this Duke coming into town that the girl wanted to impress. So Nesta, you know, got this expensive ball gown and made this grand entrance and basically made the Duke fall in love with her and propose to her all because this girl is mean to Elaine. Which I honestly, I don't think I've ever loved Nesta more. No, I was like, that is big sister energy. I was like, yes, that is that is the appropriate response. I also feel like that's big Taurus energy. I'm Very just throwing much. that out there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that vengeful nature. I was like, yeah, I would I would pull all of that shit. Absolutely. I know. Um, and I just, I love the quote that she says at the end. She says, their dancing was that good. She was that beautiful. And when it ended, I knew she was an artist then. The same way Farah is. Mm-hmm. But what Farah does with paint, that's what Nesta did with music and dance. Yeah. And again, like we're comparing them, which are two people that we never thought we would compare. Right. In similarities. Exactly. Uh, I love that story about Nesta. Mm-hmm. Well, and then, so following that story... Nesta says that, or Nesta, Elaine says that Nesta never spoke of it afterward, that she had just observed Mm -hmm. it all. And Cassian from that was like, oh, he says, Nesta was wrong to think Elaine as loyal and loving as a dog. Elaine saw every single thing Nesta had done and understood why. Yeah. And I think that's so true. It's like. I don't know. It's just, it's sad that Nesta has this perspective that Elaine's just like sticking to whoever's going to take care of her right now. Mm -hmm. It's like, no, like Elaine truly saw you. Yeah. 
and loved you. Yeah. Well, and I think even in another chapter, she like says that she's like, I think Elaine was the only one that ever understood. And so I think when she made that comment about her being, you know, loyal and loving like a dog, I think it was just to be mean and spiteful because she knew Elaine knew more about her than that. Yeah. So. It's an insightful chapter. Mm -hmm. Anything else you noticed? Uh, no, I don't think so. All right. Chapter 45. Mm -hmm. Um, this is a yikes (laughs) for me. Yep. Mm -hmm. Um, so Cassian tells Nesta of the new dread troves at training, along with the vote to decide if they'd even tell her about them at all. Nesta turns to the stairs in her rage. Yeah. He really blundered this one. I know. I was like, Cassian. (sighs) Honesty is not always. No, never the courtier. (laughs) (laughs) No. Um, but like, I don't, I don't blame her for being pissed that they all voted on something right. that it's like, she should know. Yeah. But I think she handled it super poorly. Oh yeah. She lost her shit. Yeah. And it's like Cassian says one, like he, t- okay, first off he's telling you the truth, but he says one thing like poorly and you instantly put your walls back up. It's yeah. like, come on, you say stuff terribly all the time and you don't expect people to put their walls up. Yeah. But yeah. So it's definitely, it. I understand some of her frustration, mm-hmm. but it's definitely felt like an overreaction slightly. Yeah. Slightly. slightly. But let's get into it. Mm-hmm. Um, so chapter 45 starts and they've started doing Valkyrie techniques. Mm-hmm. And I think it's funny that Valkyrie techniques include lunges. Yes. But also <laughs> lunges are so hard. They're terrible. So I have done the, I, I played soccer. Okay. Mm-hmm. I've done the occasional lunge growing up. Yep. Lunges were not like new to me. But I have this clear memory of my freshman year of high school. Mm -hmm. And there was one day it was raining and we couldn't do whatever activity was going to be outside. So they took us into the gym, which was like the basketball stadium. And I say stadium, but you know what I mean. And they literally for 45 minutes was like, just do lunges back and forth across (laughs) this basketball court. And as a high schooler, you're like, yeah, I got this. No big deal. And you can do it that day. I literally stayed home from school like three days because <laughs> my legs did not work. Like it was not me trying to be over dramatic. Like I literally could not move. I needed help like to go to the bathroom. Like it was so bad. And I just have that like trauma memory with lunges. <laughs> and anytime lunges come up or I think about lunges, I remember that day and mm-hmm. I was like, I did it. I did it for 45 minutes. But it's terrible. But I died yeah. <laughs> for three days <laughs> after that. Anyway, side tangent. That's funny. But they're training. They are. And he kind of asks them out of the blue. He's like, if you had a sword, what would you name it? Which I was like, was that really the best, like, yeah, clever way to get Probably not. Probably not. That's but okay. also, mm-hmm. it's a fun icebreaker question. It is a fun icebreaker question. I think I'm going to add that to my arsenal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So Gwen says that she would name it Silver Majesty. <laughs> and Emery says Faux Slayer, which like both of those are terrible names. Terrible names. Um, and Nesta says Killer, kind of like jokingly. <laughs> and she won't like give a real name because she realizes that there's way more to this question. It's not just like yeah. a fun icebreaker question. Which Cassian should have known that she would have figured it out. Yeah, but also I think it goes to show how much she's paying attention to Cassian too. Mm -hmm. Because I think the idea of Cassian asking a random question Mm -hmm. doesn't seem out of character. Right. But I think there must have been something with his body language in this Mm -hmm. one where she's like, you're not just asking me a random question. Right. What's going on here? Mm -hmm. 
Um, so she keeps persisting, keeps asking about it, and basically lets her know that she's getting the sword mm-hmm. that she made at the blacksmith. Yep. And she's confused, like, he's giving it mm-hmm. to me? And he explains that she had imbued them with powers. Right. Um, she made three magic weapons. Um, and he just kind of doesn't stop talking. Which he probably should have. Yeah. <laughs> but he he accidentally mentions the word we. Yeah. And Nessa instantly picks up on it. She's like, we. Like, who? Like, yeah. who's we? Um, and he tells her everything. Which, I do appreciate his honesty. Well, but I also feel like he doesn't give the appropriate context. No. It's not, oh, the blacksmith showed up at Reese's, right. terrified, gave him the swords. Mm-hmm. We did a quick assessment to see safety. Right. And then took a vote. And I'm not saying lie to her, but I'm saying, like, you didn't even give the context. It was right. just like, oh, these swords have your powers, and we took a vote. Right. I feel like there's more you... Right, because it's like, how'd you get the swords? There's a lot that you yeah. should have added in it's there. It's not just you're all plotting against her. It's no. this came up <laughs> literally on your doorstep. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but, like, he can see that he's upsetting her and that he wishes he could take back like how he said it how he delivered it but he can see her walls going up and like he's just stumbling he's just, I know. he's just digging that hole even deeper as he's trying to like i know pull out of it i know but it was like it made me sad because it's like he's seeing her mental walls go up as she's realizing like every horrible thing about her had been analyzed and it's like no no not true but like that's what you're thinking yeah so so she asks him the question like who voted against her yeah and he admits it, Reese and Amran. He mm-hmm. just says it point blank. Right. Which, like, Reese is not surprising. No. But apparently, like, Nesta had been holding out this hope that yeah. her and Amran would still be, like, friends one day or still had some kind of connection, which I don't know why. Right. It's like, it seems to me that you destroyed whatever friendship was there. You didn't want it. Like, right. I think in earlier chapters, she talked about how she intentionally destroyed. Right. That, for what for whatever reason. Whatever reason. Mm-hmm. That's what she had done. So... I'm a little I I guess she was just like holding out that hope that right. like one day maybe she's healing because she's mm-hmm. starting to heal it right. looks like now maybe she's starting to think maybe I could be friends with Amron again maybe mm-hmm. I could rebuild that relationship and right. then it's this comes and it's like oh she's done with me mm-hmm. in her mind at least yeah um, but she tries to play it off um, she's like I'm fine I don't care and just pieces out and takes a fake bath mm-hmm. until she gets to sneak out of the house essentially to the spiral staircase she is raging down raging like she's like i'm not even counting the steps i can't even like think i am just raging which like is there a better motivator in a workout no no so because of that she gets to the bottom of the stairs yeah which is crazy. I know. And it says, rage ripping, rippling like a storm around her. Nesta stepped back into Valaris at last. Ooh. Yeah. And the door, like, opens for her. Like, she doesn't even open the door. Her power is, like, surging around her. Yeah. Um, something I did notice in her rage and in her, like, thoughts, mm-hmm. she said that Amran had entirely given up on her. The debate about sending her up here had been different. Nesta knew that debate had been out of a desire to help her. She could acknowledge that now. And mm. to me, I read that and I was like, that is a moment mm-hmm. of huge growth. Huge. Yeah. Huge growth. But she's taking this as, like I, like I was mm-hmm. saying, 
Amarin is done. Yeah. Done, done, done. And it's like, well, maybe you are understanding that now. Mm-hmm. You haven't communicated that to anybody. You haven't no. healed any bridges. So it's like, can we blame? I mean, again, I hate this whole like voting to decide if we tell people thing. I know. I think it's stupid. I think people should be brought in. But mm-hmm. like, can you blame her for still having that negative opinion yeah. or that like struggling opinion? I don't think you can. No, you can't. But ugh, it's just hard. Yeah. So next chapter. Ooh, more yikes. This is like a wow, wow, wow yikes. Yeah. Nesta <laughs> confronts Amrin and says more than she should to Feyre. Oh, what are your thoughts? She's just like in a rageful mood. And <sighs> Amrin's trying to explain herself, which like is it's super logical when Amrin's yeah. like explaining it to her. Like it wasn't out of like revenge and spite. Like there's logic to it. Yeah. But like Nesta wants none of it. And Feyre's trying to help. And just... The way she finds out is terrible. So cruel. So cruel. So cruel. Um, so Nessa had made it to the bottom of the stairs. She's in Valaris, makes a beeline to mm-hmm. Amran's loft. Yep. <laughs> Not riverboat. <laughs> Not a riverboat. Loft. Um, and just kind of bursts in. Yeah. And no, not just bursts in. She says, Later, she would have no memory of racing up the steps to the loft. No memory of the walk over before she slammed a hand into the wooden door. It shattered beneath her palm, wards fracturing like glass. Yeah. She just literally destroys the door. Yes. Bursts in on Aaron and Varian in the middle of sexy time, which yeah. is very rude <laughs> to interrupt that. But Aaron's like, response is just kind of like, you? Yeah. And, like just gets up and throws on a robe and mm-hmm. goes to confront Nesta. And I would just, poor Varian is like, well, Varian puts up like this water shield yep. to like protect them, which is so sweet. I love Varian. We love Varian. And Aaron's like, no, no, like put it down. You're fine. And then, yeah. Leave. So, yeah. So we learn like about what happened on the barge so long ago, which is yep. kind of crazy. And like this, this whole conversation is just, uh, so basically, Amran had told her, like, you've done nothing to prove you're able to handle such a terrible power. On that barge, you told me as much when you walked away from any attempt at mastering it. I offered to teach you more, and you walked away. Nesta said, I walked away because you chose my sister. And she says, I didn't choose anyone, you spoiled girl. Which I love that she still can just t- talk to her like that with no fear. Yes. But also, like, why is Nesta so obsessed with, like, people choosing? Right. You can be friends with both. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and she says, I didn't choose anyone, you spoiled girl. And then I told you that Farah had requested that you and I work together again. And you somehow twist that into me siding with her. I told them to leave you alone for months. I refused to speak about you with them. And then the moment I realized my behavior was not helping you, that maybe your sister was right, I somehow betrayed you. Which, like, I'm sorry, that's the argument that you had on the barge that destroyed this relationship? Like, Good Lord. Nesta, you're the dumbest human. Honestly. I'm sorry. I like I know there's all the Nesta stands, but like really, really on this one, I have a very hard time. Like Yeah, she has such a sensitivity about being cho Feyre being chosen over right. her. No. And it's like, well, first off, this is Feyre's court. Yes. So there's a loyalty there. Like, use your brain. I know. She's gonna be loyal to Feyre, but that doesn't negate what she was trying to do with you. Right. And she was trying to help you. Yeah. Whatever. But she she obviously couldn't hear that or I think know. of that at the time. What's surprising me is now, even hearing this, mm-hmm. she's not being responsive. And that's probably because she's in rage mode mm-hmm. 
but yeah well because she says you know how i feel about farah and Amran says yes poor nesta with a younger sister who loves her so dearly she's willing to do anything to get help and she says farah doesn't love me like oh, Girl, oh my gosh Amran says that you believe farah doesn't only prove prove you're unworthy of your power Anyone that willfully blind cannot be trusted. You would be a walking nightmare with those weapons. Mm-hmm. And she says it's different now, which like, is it like? And she asked, she's like, was it any different? I know. Was she any different? And I like part of me thinks it is getting different, but I'm like, I don't. Again, yeah. I hate this voting thing. Mm-hmm. But I see where Amran's coming from. I know. It's like. From my perspective, yeah, this is how you've been. Mm-hmm. Is you can't be trusted. Yeah, you get in your head. You go crazy over nothing. Mm-hmm. You respond violently to small things. Yeah, what I haven't seen. Like, like, where's the evidence? Where's the evidence? And I, I don't blame her for having that perspective. No, and like her last thing she says, she says you can train as hard as you want, fuck Cassian as often as you want, but it isn't going to fix what's broken if you don't start reflecting. Mm-hmm. Can we just say therapy? Like, we've been saying this forever. Like, yeah, you can, like, you can train, but it's not going to fix anything until you've, like, truly thought about it and reflected and changed. Well, and I, what I like about this, too, Mm -hmm. is it's not Amron saying, this is who you are forever. Right. She's literally like, you're doing this, you're doing that, you think it's helping, Mm -hmm. but until you do this, you haven't right healed you haven't gotten through this and she's not saying she's a terrible person we can never be friends like she's just telling her like these are the facts like this is what happened you need to fix what's broken right or heal or whatever that language is yeah and it's like is this cold absolutely very much so but she's not wrong and I don't think Nesta takes very well to affectionately being told things either. She's never been like no. that. So, like, like I, don't, I don't think she wants to be coddled right. being told all this. So I think Amron's doing it justly. I think that's why they got along in the first place. Right, because she's just straight up with her. Yeah. So, But but what I, I wish Nesta would see in this moment is it's she had just said in that last chapter, Amron had truly given up on her. Right. And it's like, that's not what's happening right this is a clear sign that she hasn't given up on you she hasn't she's trying to encourage you to do the work right now does that mean she has the right to deny you certain no no but Mm -hmm. i see where anyone's coming from and i don't think she's being a bad friend as a whole no even though i disagree with a lying decision right so anywho farah comes in then Ooh, Farah. So Varian found her, told her what's going on. Yeah. I just picture him like running around with a sheet on, like <laughs> running through Valaris. They said he put pants on. Oh, he did. They okay. did say that, but he was shirtless. <laughs> he was half naked. So um, he found Farah. Farah comes and yeah. she breaks up the fight. Which, like, this is the first time Nesta and Farah have like truly interacted mm-hmm. since the beginning of this book. Yeah. Um, and you know, Farah's. Farah's trying, mm-hmm. right? She's like, Nesta, it shouldn't have come out as it did. You know, did, um, and then, Fair, or sorry, Nesta says, did Cassian tell you that? And she says, no, but I can guess as much. He didn't want to keep anything from you. And she's like, Nesta's like, my issue isn't with Cassian. I trusted you to have my back. 
And Feyre says, I stopped having your back the moment you decided to use that loyalty as a shield against everyone else. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's Amran. Yeah, that was Amran. That was Amran. I'm sorry. Even she still. redirected to Amran. But like. It's so true. That's true. She yeah. was like, Amran has my back. I can do whatever I want. And it's mm-hmm. like. No. No. Amran is not one who's going to let herself be used like that. No. And so Nesta's um, Feyre is still trying to kind of be like, okay, Nesta, you go back to the house. Amran, you stay here. And Nesta takes this as a moment to be mean to Feyre because she's in a rage moment. Yep. And she's like, you you are her high lady. You don't need to cater her, to her. Not when she now has less power than any of you. Mm-hmm. And again, you were pissed about Amran being on Feyre's side, but now you're going to be cranky with Feyre. Mm-hmm. I just... It just confuses me. Yeah. But Feyre's response is, Amran is my friend and has been a member of this court for centuries. I offer her respect. Mm. And this is where it all starts to unravel. Oh, yeah. So Nesta goes, is it respect that she offers you? Is it respect that your mate offers you? (sighs) Nesta! No! Don't do it. Like, we should not be keeping anything from Feyre. But this is not the way. This is not how you tell her. This is not the way. And like Amarin's like, oh shit. Like she's, No, she says, Don't you say one more fucking word, Nesta Archeron. <laughs> like, which she knows exactly what she's oh, yeah. leaning towards. Mm-hmm. And it's like it's, if Ugh. y'all were gonna try to keep this secret, you shouldn't have told Nesta in the first no. place. <laughs> like that was stupid on all of well, your parts. Cassian told her after Reese said, Don't tell anyone. Reese so, didn't say don't tell anyone. He said, Don't tell Feyre. You should know I'm, better. He should have known better. Yes. I agree. If this, if this was meant to be a secret. Yes. You shouldn't have told Nesta. But what I think is interesting here is Amran voted no against Nesta because yeah. she didn't think she could handle the responsibility and the power that those swords brought. Right. And what Nesta's doing here in a weird, I think, like self-sabotage circle Mm -hmm. is doing exactly what Amron was worried. But with the power uh, and the responsibility of knowing Mm -hmm. this secret. Right. She took this secret, which in and of itself is a weapon, Mm -hmm. and completely abused it in her rage. So she's doing the exact thing that Amron was worried she would do in the first place. Right. And I want, like, I... I'm like, is this a self-sabotage moment? Mm-hmm. Was Amron right? I don't know. I, I don't know. Yeah, but so the truth comes out, and Nesta tells Farah that her baby, because it has wings, is going to kill her during childbirth. This, Farah's reaction, <sighs> broke my freaking heart. Oh, my God. It's so sad. She's just like, she's like, Reese knew about the threat to our lives. And she's just like, cradling her belly. And I think, you know, she says about the threat to our lives because she looks down at her tattoo and it's like they're we, linked. Right. Frost and Starly, they made that dumb promise. The stupidest promise. Stupidest promise that if one dies, they both die. What? Like, ah, like, oh, oh my God. But she's like crying, cradling her baby. I know. Whoa. And then, oh, it but, says, and Nesta knew then that she had not once in her life been loved by her mother as much as Feyre already loved the boy growing within her. I lost it. It made me so sad. <laughs> That's she's, so 
feelsy. She said it broke something in Nesta, broke that rage, that roaring. Seeing those tears begin to fall, the fear crumpling Ferris paint smeared face. She had gone too far. She, oh gods, Nesta couldn't bear it. The pain and fear and love on Ferris' face as she caressed her stomach. That's all the feels. It's every feel. That's... It's every stupid feel. Mm-hmm. My heart cannot take this. Yes. <laughs> I'm crying again. Yes. Um, And so Nesta feels like shit. And again, should Feyre have been told this in the first place? Yes. Mm-hmm. But like. Not like that. Not like that. No. Not in a rage and spite moment like that. And so. She runs out of the apartment. Yeah. Which I'm just like, you should run. Yes, you should. At this point. Oh, so then we kind of flash to Cassian. who has right. been looking for Nesta since he, you know, blundered his delivery. Yeah. I really liked how SJM wrote this, though. Yeah. Where it's like, Cassian had gone to the river house. That had been his third mistake of the day. And so it was like mm-hmm. kind of walked through his mistakes. I don't know. I just I, I thought that was very cleverly written. I like that, too. Um, so he basically had followed Nesta to the bottom of the stairs, realized she got out, and he assumed everyone was at the river house, and that's where Nesta would have gone. Right. Which wasn't true, obviously. Amron mm-hmm. was at home. Which, I wonder why Nesta went to her house instead of the river house. That's a good question. I'm not sure. I don't know. But um, he ends up at the river house with Reese. Reese mind to mind with Feyre. Basically, I'm assuming these are like parallel timelines, right? right? Mm-hmm. And he finds out that Feyre now knows that Nesta told her. Yep. And Reese just becomes dark. Yeah. Leans into that night side. It says, Reese's voice was a thing of nightmares, of the darkness between the stars. Cassian froze at that voice he'd so rarely heard and never once directed at himself. So like... His face is calm, mm-hmm. death, black, raging death land. His eyes, not a star or shimmer of violet remained. He's just angry. Oh, yeah. And he tells him that Nesta saw fit to inform Feyre of the risk to her and the babe. And then he tells Cassian, get Nesta out of this city right now before I fucking kill her. Again, should we be pissed at Nesta? Yes. Mm-hmm. Also feels like a little bit of an overreaction. I feel like everyone's in rage mode today. Everyone is in rage Everyone mode. Everyone drank the rage juice. <laughs> and I feel like we're all, we're all, we're going from zero to 10. Yeah. Real quick. There's yep. no like light build. <laughs> everybody hates everybody right now. I know. Um, But what did you think about Reese's reaction? I thought it was appropriate in that if Pharaoh was going to be told, it should have been by him and right. done in a delicate manner. Yes. Because who knows what Farah said to Reese through their mind speak, like yeah. about how like upset she was that he didn't tell her, or like mm-hmm. how she's disappointed, or God knows what else. Yeah. So I think his reaction is appropriate in the fact that Nessa told Farah yes. in a rageful, spiteful way, not right. not because she loves Farah. Right. She did it because she was pissed at Farah. Yeah. So yeah, anger definitely justified. Yeah. Threatening to kill Nesta. I think is a little much. I mean, we know he's not going to kill her. So honestly, though, it's questionable. But like, I, like he wouldn't because Farrah. But like, would he? I don't know. I think if Farrah said said sure, then he would. But like, right? He would but, never do it without Farrah's permission. That is true. But I think his his heart, yeah, would have jumped to that very oh, quickly. It would have loved to. Which is why I'm like, I need you to come down like three notches. 
Because you should have also just told Feyre in the first place. Yeah. Like, none of this would have happened if you weren't being a sneaky little brat yourself. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think there's a little bit of perspective there. But this is also me trying to give Nesta a little bit mm-hmm. of the benefit of the doubt in this. Yeah. When it's just all in all such a shitty situation. Yeah, the whole chapter. Ugh. All so shitty. Okay, chapter 47. Yep. Short and sweet, Cassian takes Nesta far away from Valaris. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts? Hera is so forgiving. Like, she, I forget how forgiving <sighs> yeah. she is. But it's funny because it's like she can forgive everybody, but she can't forgive, like, Tamlin for, like, <laughs> everything that, like, he did. You know what I mean? Of course you bring up Tamlin. I'm just saying. Um, but like, I think she's grown so much since we first met her in Akatar. Like, and yeah. I think this chapter really showcased that growth. Yeah. Like her defending like Nesta in this mm-hmm. and just the forgiveness of it all. And yeah. just being totally okay with everything. Like she's grown so much. Yeah. So that was my takeaway. Yeah. I see that. Um, you bring up Tamla. Yeah. <laughs> you do that in this moment. Um, all right. Well, chapter starts out with Cassian having bolted from the uh, river house, mm-hmm. finding Nesta in the streets of Valaris, and literally just like scoops her up. Yep. <laughs> and is like, we out of here. Yep. Um, and they kind of swing by the um House of Wind. House of Wind. And Azriel is literally waiting there with a backpack, like, here you go, bud. Yep. Bye. Bye. Off y'all go. And they head into the mountains. Mm-hmm. Where they're camping. He flies them, like, for hours. Mm-hmm. And they get there. It's cold, and it's mountainous, and they're just, <laughs> they're just chilling. Just chilling. And Nesta has not spoken a single word. Neither Face has Cassian. Is, well, he when he gets there, he's like, we'll camp here tonight. I'll make yeah. a fire. But she's, like, very intentionally, like, blank face. Yeah. No words. Yeah. Nothing. But, like, Cassian is basically... He's only saying what's required, too. True, Which yeah. is different for Cassian. Yeah. So. Absolutely. Um, but then, yeah, Pharaoh Mind speaks with him. And yep. um, I just, you know, I forgot she could do that, which he does, too. <laughs> He's like, I forget you can do this. I was like, I forgot she could do that. So. Those Daymati powers. I know. Um, but she tells them that she's furious with all of them. Um, and he says that they're all furious with Nesta. But I love, she says she had the courage to tell me the truth. Instead of, like you know agreeing that she's mad at nesta or anything like that she just like passes it off and it's like well she told me the truth so yep um and she he says she told you the truth to hurt you and she says perhaps but she was the only one who said anything and he says i think she saw the parallels between your situations and in her own way decided to avenge both of you which mm-hmm. you kind of touched on yeah you know, a little bit earlier which i i do see the parallels i do kind of understand it yeah i just hate how it was done absolutely yeah like no question about that at Mm -hmm. all but i just part of me is wondering it's like you know you were saying something about like net or not nesto sorry feyra really growing here especially Mm -hmm. in like her forgiveness yeah and why it's this way now versus maybe how it had gone with like tamlin or the spring court Mm -hmm. and honestly i feel like part of it is her being a like a mother yep now and being confronted with death so clearly in front of her mm-hmm. i think those two things yeah has probably given her such a different perspective in this moment mm-hmm. that you know maybe if things were slightly different mm-hmm. she 
might not. Yeah. Like, no, it's true. You know? Yeah. Like, I just, I wonder mm-hmm. if that's part of the reason why she's transforming and growing in this way, if you will. Yeah. But, um, she's just trying to be calm about everything yeah. because, you know, she's pregnant. She's like, baby doesn't need that, which totally true. Yeah. Well, I love this. She was like, the alternative is fear and panic. I will not let my son feel those things. I will fight for him for us until I no longer can. Hmm. I just, I love her so much. Sweet mama. I know. I, think, I just. I think we're very connected right now since you know, I just had a baby. You're prego. I know. I can't, yeah. I can't help but not. I hate the pregnancy tropes so much. I know. But like I can't help but not be like Farah. Yeah. Farah. <laughs> Um, and you she tells she tells him like Reese overreacted, which yeah. you agreed with, just um, like slightly, slightly. I yeah. do think he had every right to be angry. Yeah, at her. just a slight overreaction. Yes. Um, but he but she tells him like come home, like him and Nesta. Yeah. And he says no. He's like I'm gonna keep her out here until I think she's ready to come back. Which I love. I love that. that. Love it. But also, part of me is like, what? What are you? What are you planning? What have you got in your head there? Like. Mm-hmm. I mean, he says he's going to take her hiking, but, like, it can't just be hiking. No, it's not just hiking. It's never just hiking. Never. Um, so, Feyre's response to that is um, essentially that Reese said that he knows he's supposed to say that's unnecessary, but that he's secretly delighted that yep. Feyre's going to be out on these hikes. And so it causes her to laugh, and it says, Feyre laughed, and the sound was proof that she might have been hurt, startled by the news, but she was indeed adapting to it, would not let it make her cower and cry. He didn't know why he'd expected any less of her. Mm. And I'm just like, that's what I've been trying to say. Like, Reese, Cassie, all of you. Why did you expect anything less from Feyre? I don't know. Why did we think not telling her was the way to go? I'm still so pissed about that. I will forever be mad about that. And I do think people have said, like, in this book how much they, like, hate like they hate Reese in some of these moments yeah between him lying to Feyre and then like his reaction to Nesta Mm -hmm. and I do just want to call out that I I I love that we get to have all these different perspectives on characters Mm -hmm. because this view this book's viewpoint is from like Cassian and Nesta's Mm -hmm. view and so we get to see different sides of Reese the side of Reese from someone who hates him right who's not in love with him who's not in love with him who's constantly arguing with him and going toe to toe with him yeah and then kind of like his number two um number three or they're not or number four technically his like buddies (laughs) yeah right and so I just I think it's interesting and I don't look at this and think like oh Reese is not who we thought he was right it's like no he's a whole person he's a whole person and some people like him some people don't like that's just the way everybody is well also just like not everyone's perfect right and I think right like we can shit on Nesta for all of the things that happened in those first few books Mm -hmm. but it's like I think that's the cool thing about this book is it's it'll it's allowing us to like see Nesta from Nesta's perspective get Mm -hmm. that background get that clarity yeah see Reese from Nesta's perspective Mm -hmm. what is someone who doesn't like him or argues with him experience I just I I like that I think it adds like further definition to them all Mm -hmm. and I think it actually causes me to like ultimately Mm -hmm. each of these characters more right because they feel so real right it's not just like this perfect idealized person it's like no they're those aren't fun to read about or connect with it's like if you ended on the third book sure or like ended on the the little novella whatever but if you're gonna have more books like there has to be more to the characters like it can't just be like this happy married couple like that can't just be it 
So anyway, I just wanted to call that out because I know at this like point, because of these points in the this book, people gave Reese so much shit. Yeah. And being like, he's ruined, he's mm-hmm. a monster. And I'm like, I don't think that's true either. No. Like we don't, we know that's not how he is. Mm-hmm. But we can see from his interactions with Nesta and all of this, like why he's also doing some things that aren't perfect or great. Right. So anyway, that's a total side tangent. It's okay. But Cassian and Nesta are yeah. staying in the woods. Chapter 48. Chapter 48. Um, Cassian and Nesta hike. Mm-hmm. What did you notice? I like hikes, but like this sounds terrible. It sounds miserable. Absolutely terrible. He like wakes her up and she realizes, she says there was nothing warm in his face. No challenge or light. Just solid stone cold warrior. Yeah. Like, this is not the Cassian we are accustomed to. No, not but at all. He's, he's so minimal in what he says. He's like... We're going to be hiking for six hours, only stopping twice for food. And she's going to have to carry the pack because it doesn't fit over his wings. And there you go. And Azriel did it on purpose, which I love. Like, this is so funny. So good. And he's like, you're going to wash the dishes when we get to the river. And that's it. Like, yeah. The no, like, no BS. It's just like straight to the point, then doesn't talk. Yeah. And Nesta's still not speaking a literal word mm-hmm. either. She just, she, and she says here, she says, she didn't care. Let him drive her into the ground. Let him make her walk and act the servant. It wouldn't fix anything. Wouldn't fix her. She's just like drowning yeah. mentally right now. She's like, destroy me. I don't care, basically. Yeah. Which is so intense. Yeah. So this pack is like a third of her weight. Oh my god. And I'm just like, okay, like you can, you know, you can try to be like stoic and hike with that, but you can hike with a bag that heavy for so long yeah that's a lot that's a lot of weight but she literally just like she's she hates herself she is at rock freaking bottom Mm -hmm. so she's just doing it yeah hiking 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 with a stupid pack like that's so big yeah and that's it and it's like they go up a mountain and i mean if you've hiked going down the mountain is worse like you know you've experienced that i disagree i will always disagree oh my god i hate hiking down a mountain it is I mean, up me, is brutal. Me and up, yeah, never get a lot. stairs. Yeah, mountain, none of it. Yeah. I don't want to go up. That it's part awful. of my thigh <laughs> doesn't want to do it. Yeah. Going down, that part of my thigh yeah. is very strong. Well, especially like if you've it. got a massive pack on you, trying to keep that your balance. True. Like I can't even imagine. It's if- definitely not easy. Yeah, but yeah. So she's just just keeps going. Just keeps going, <sighs> and they get to like a river and a stopping point, mm-hmm. and she just kind of like collapses. Collapses basically. Mm-hmm gets a little bit of a break and then they just keep on going mm-hmm. um cassian i thought this was interesting so it kind of switched to his pov for a little bit and he says cassian knew that nesta often hated herself but he'd never known she hated herself enough to want to not exist anymore oh because in the last section he basically was like make sure you drink water because if you faint you'll fall this mountain and break every bone in your body right and she her eyes were just like oh, okay yeah and so that's tricking for him, like, oh, she's, like, ready to, like, die. Like, yeah. she'd be fine if she's dead right now. Mm-hmm. That's how much she hates herself. Right. And so I think Cassian is starting to soften a little bit mm-hmm. to her on this hike. Yeah. Um, but I did like that he said, um, following that quote, he said, and he knew going back to Valaris wouldn't save her from that look. He couldn't save her from that look either. Only Nesta could save herself from that feeling. It's like she does. Like this yeah. is only her. Like there's nobody that can do this for you. Like all the hard internal work, it's only you. I agree. 
And so they keep on hiking, and then we find out that Cassian had kind of, I think he had chosen Mm -hmm. this place intentionally because he said that these peaks, there was a presence to them that he couldn't quite explain. Moore had once told him that long ago these lands had been used for healing, that people injured in body and spirit had ventured to these hills, the lake they were now two and a half days from reaching to recover. Perhaps that was why he'd come. Some instinct had remembered the healing, felt this land's slumbering heart, and decided to bring Nesta here. Mile after mile, her silence like a looming wraith behind him, Cassian wondered if it would be enough. Mm -hmm. So there is something special about where they're at. Right. And I don't know, I think it's interesting, at least up to this point, that Cassian is just kind of letting Nesta be in it. He's not... Like, it's one thing to not be, like, super emotional and feelsy and mm-hmm. coddling and to be, like, short with his words. But I don't, like, at this point, he's just having her walk. Right. He's not, like, trying to talk with her about it, not mm-hmm. trying to solve anything. Yeah. He's just really giving her that space. Yeah. And so the hope is that maybe this land will help heal her in this yeah. journey. Chapter 49. Yeah, this is like a hardcore in my feels. Yeah, this the, is... I'm start getting in my feels again. <laughs> um, Cassian and Nesta continue their hike until Nesta reaches her breaking point. Mm-hmm. What were you, your thoughts? She finally breaks down, like mm-hmm. the full breakdown. Yeah. And like we finally learn the thoughts that have been plaguing her all her life. And just yeah. like you just need to let it out. Like you can't just keep that bottled up forever. Yeah. Um. So they've still been hiking same two days it's been two days Mm -hmm. um or two more days Mm -hmm. and so it's the same thing she's not speaking she's not really eating come to find out she hasn't really been drinking any water (laughs) either um but regardless we kind of get to see some of the thoughts that she's having like you said Mm -hmm. so she said only sheer exhaustion could summon the oblivion she craved every time they stopped throughout the day she was so tired she fell to her knees and dumped the pack During the pause in motion, she was so weary, she couldn't think about the ruin she'd made of herself, the ruin she'd always been deep down. No training, no learning about the Valkyries and their mind-stealing would help. Nothing would help. And she is just lost. Yeah. And they're hiking, and, like, she's exhausted, and, like, she knows, like, she's so thirsty, but she's like, that would mean I have to reach for water, and she's, like, she's even starting to sway, she said, but she could, she could wait for the water, because to stop was to allow those thoughts in, even if they trailed behind her, like, leaden shadows, heavier than the pack, and I'm just like, Nesta, you need water, like, you need to stop and drink water! She's trying to hurt, I think, like, she's trying to hurt herself. Yeah, she is. That's all it is. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and then she thinks it's like, oh, is Cassian falling? And then it's like, oh, wait, no, I'm, I'm falling. falling. <laughs> and she just eats it. Oh, yeah. Totally dehydrated. Mm-hmm. Cassian comes up to her and is like, when was the last time you had water? You should have been drinking water throughout the day. Gives her a bunch of water. And he's like, okay, well, we're camping here for the night. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's not really, like, getting up to go to the riverbed. And he literally has to, like, pick her up, yeah. take her to the riverbed and just lay her down. Yeah. Well, I liked it. So he's like, you know, she collapses and he's trying to give her water. And it said his stomach twisted. Instinct bellowed at him to wrap himself around her to comfort and soothe. But another voice, an ancient and wise voice, whispered to keep going. One more mountain, that voice said. Just one more mountain. Mm. And I'm like, is that fate? Is that the cauldron? Like, who is this? Is it the land? Is it the land? Because, like, the middle is, like, weirdly alive. Mm -hmm. Why not this land? So I'm like, okay, what's 
what's in one more mountain? Like, what's going to happen? So, and that's when, yeah, he picks her up and takes her to camp. And Mm -hmm. she had said nothing, absolutely nothing. But he knew it was coming, that storm. Knew that Nesta would speak again. And when she did, he'd better be ready to weather it. Mm. Yeah. I'm like, okay, what's going to happen at the mountain? What's going to happen? Yeah. Well, and then, so, again, we get into, like, Nesta's, like, thoughts a little bit. Mm -hmm. And she talks about, you know... um, she says, maybe it was like one of the ancient stories she'd heard as a child. He, a wicked queen's huntsman, leading her into the deep wild before carving out her heart. Because she's like pondering, like, why are we here? Why are we doing this? Right. And she goes, she wished he would. Wished someone would cut the damned thing from her chest. Wished someone would smother the voice that whispered of every horrible thing she had ever done. Every awful thought she'd had. Every person she'd failed. She had been born wrong had been born with claws and fangs and had never been able to keep from using them, never been able to quell that part of her that roared at betrayal that could hate and love more violently than anyone ever understood. Elaine had been the only one who perhaps grasped it, but now her sister loathed her. She didn't know how to fix it, how to make any of it right, how to stop being this way. She didn't remember a time when she hadn't been angry. She couldn't quell that relentless, churning anger, couldn't stop herself from lashing out before she could be wounded. She was no better than a rabid dog. I'm like, dang, Nesta. Mm-hmm. That is so much self-hate. And then she's like, did she Did she count? Was she worth being counted? And I'm just like, oh, my Lord. Like, the amount of, like, self-hate she has is just unreal. Yeah. Well, and it's like, it was that question that sent everything crumpling inside her. Mm. And she just buries her face in her hand, like, falls to the ground and just weeps. But it's like, I mean, are you worth being counted? Like how that's such a question, you know, like if you have no value in yourself, that's the most depressing thought. It's so sad. And part of me is like, and maybe it's just because I'm like a, my brain naturally wants to be like, fix it. Mm -hmm. But I'm like, if you like see yourself doing these things, like why did, why wouldn't you stop? Yeah. Like, why do you, why did you keep? doing those things and i think she's chalking it up to almost her nature Mm -hmm. but i don't know if that's i don't think that's like entirely true either i i don't know i mean i think some people's natural inclinations to protect themselves is to hurt other people right which i mean i don't understand like genuinely because that's not the way i think or function or act but i mean i know people do it and i mean she's one of those people but yeah to me it's just like you see this terrible downward spiral it's like you can stop it only Mm -hmm. only you can stop it like there's literally nobody else that can so it's like if you want to change you have to change yeah it's just a lot well and it's I think so she says like she didn't remember a time when she hadn't been angry Mm -hmm. I'm like why were you what happened that made you so angry for so long like she's like she, she can't even like pinpoint what it was but it's like She's just always been angry. Well, I mean, I know she she mentions that, like, her mom had been so angry, and it's, like, that disdain had, like, passed on to her. And I'm like, that's not true. Like, that's your yeah. choice. But, but I mean, uh, she was so young when all that happened with I her know. mom, too. So it's, like, sometimes you just pick up things yeah. from your parents when you're a kid, and until you mm-hmm. learn, like, oh, no, I don't also have to be that way. Yeah. It's hard to disassociate that. But it is nice that we actually get to hear her thoughts. Like, we get to see, like, what Nessa thinks of herself. Like, why she is the way she is. And, like, this gives you an understanding of that. 
Right. She's angry and she's been lashing out. Right. And she has felt like she couldn't help it. Right. And she hates herself for it. Yeah. So, yeah. That's Which kinda, is just so sad. It really is. Because nobody should hate themselves. No. But that's where that chapter ends. Yeah. Chapter 50. Girl needs some help. I know. Um, chapter 50. Summary, again, in my feels. Nesta begins processing her pain and guilt. What yeah. are your thoughts? I was like, we finally understand Nessa, and like, we finally have the breakthrough. I know. Oh, so good. Although I'm gonna be honest, her like explanation of things. Mm-hmm. At one point, I'm just like, I rolled my eyes. I, was I just know. Like, yeah. Yep. We'll get there. Mm-hmm. We'll get there. So she's crying. She's sobbing. And Cassian, I think, does such a good job of just reading what people need. Yeah. And is like, hey, I'm here. Mm-hmm. But he's not like pushing right he doesn't try to touch her right away he like just lets her know he's there yeah which is Um, so good that's a skill like i think people underestimate Mm -hmm. the ability to like read what people need yeah that's a huge a lot of people cannot do that no (laughs) but he does it very well yeah but um nesta says don't be kind to me Mm -hmm. and cassian says why and her response is i let him die and it starts to kind of like unravel yeah it's unraveling so she's talking about her father Mm -hmm. of course talking about how horrible she was to him how much he loved her and then how she let him die Mm -hmm. um and cassian's like this isn't your fault like again you have a like high king fey Mm -hmm. who just snapped his neck like you couldn't have done anything right um but obviously for nesta it's beyond just i think that one moment yeah it's like there's like i could have used my power i could have tried but it's it's also like the i didn't help him beforehand i always hated him Mm -hmm. like i never like forgave him i like assumed the worst in him it's like i would have rather let our family starve than put in the effort because he should have put in the effort it's like all these things exactly that she's yeah feels so, bad for her over yeah. time so it's like it's not just like like when she started out with like i let him die i rolled my eyes a little bit I i'm like too. that is gonna be the reason behind all why this. you do all like come on yeah come on but it's clearly like i think that's like the straw that broke the camel's back exactly kind of this is like 20 layers deep of just like mm-hmm. the horrible hard relationship she had with her father and how I think in her mind it's like if I had done something differently back then we might not have ever been there right it would have fixed everything and it could have fixed everything Mm -hmm. I was like well you can't play those games either no but it's just it is sad that that is where her brain's gone and she has somehow assigned his death on her right because she didn't love him enough Mm -hmm. which they're not correlated. They do not correlate, but you can see how it's like many, 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 many layers. Right. Deep. I see the 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 train, like the logic yeah. train on that one. <laughs> it's not just that he died. No. It is all the other things. Because right. that would have just, if we had left it there, I would have been like, okay, I'm I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but like Cassian, like he puts her in his lap and she lets him. So it's like now he knows that she needs like this touch. Yeah. Um, and then she tells him kind of about the fires and how it reminds her of like his neck snapping. Yeah. And Nesta explains how she constantly has on repeat, like, the horrible things that she's done in her life and the horrible things that she said. Um, And she says, like, I didn't deserve that love. I deserve nothing. No. No. Uh, Because you're, like, 
a jerk and rude and mean <laughs> doesn't mean you don't deserve love. No. Like everyone does. But like also like your father sucked yeah. too yeah. for years. You hating him for that? Not unreasonable. No. Um. But yeah. But no, she's. I mean, but he's dead, so she's the one who's going to take the blame rather than yeah. Let them process all of this. Mm-hmm. Um. And I love like Cassian's response to all of this. Do you? Because. <laughs> I think the response of like, well, I can tell you more about this or I could tell you about that. I mm-hmm. hate those things. Oh, I like, well, I like the second part of the response. I like, so okay, I yeah, literally yeah, yeah. have a sticky that's like pointing up to the first paragraph that says dumb. Yeah. Pointing down to the bottom paragraph and says sweet. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Like this. But no, I'm like you. I'm like, really? Like, I'm not going to tell you that like I killed all these people in revenge of my, the yeah. care of my mother and I suffered it's for like, 10 okay, years. Then don't. And, yeah. I was like, well, <laughs> you are telling her all of these things. Like, right. Yeah. And it's like all the self-loathing and guilt that he faced. Like, I'm not going to tell you that. Like but you then, are, then don't, you, you are telling her that. <laughs> yeah. I wasn't not, but the second part was right. Was sweet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the, the, the good part, he says, <laughs> says leave them in the past apologize to who you feel the need to but leave those things behind forgiveness is something we also grant ourselves and i can talk to you until these mountains crumble around us but if you don't wish to be forgiven if you don't want to stop feeling this way it won't happen you don't need to become some impossible ideal you don't need to become sweet and simpering you can give everyone that i i will slay my enemies look which is my favorite look by the way you can keep that sharpness i like so much that boldness and fearlessness i don't want you to ever lose those things to cage yourself and then she says but I still don't know how to fix myself he says there's nothing broken to be fixed you are helping yourself healing the parts of you that hurt too much and perhaps hurt others too that was good that was good I liked that part that was very good Mm -hmm. he also um a little bit earlier said what you feel this guilt and pain and self-loathing you will get through it but only if you're willing to fight only if you're willing to face it and embrace it and walk through it to emerge on the other side of it. And maybe you'll still feel that tinge of pain, but there is another side, a better side. And I, I like that comparison because she's been physically fighting. Yeah. And so it's like, okay, like let's take, mm-hmm. you need to take what you've been doing physically and apply that mentally now. Right. And so I appreciate that. And he even asked her like, um, well, so Nesta says like, I don't know how to get there. I don't think I'm capable of it. And he says, you are, I've seen it. I've seen what you can do when you're willing to fight for the people you love. Why not apply that same bravery and loyalty to yourself? Mm-hmm. Which I think is like the thing we all miss yeah. so often. It's like, you're so kind to other people. Mm-hmm. You're so loyal to other people. You're so helpful to other people. Why would you not do that to yourself? Yeah. Um. So I do think Cassian had a great overall. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Give moment, it like a, like helping like a her seven through, out of 10. <laughs> yeah. Seven out of 10, helping her through this like most immediate mm-hmm. breakdown. Yeah. So that was good. Mm-hmm. And then um, they kind of sit all night, cuddled yeah. together. So sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Anything else um, in your mind? I like that Cassian kind of reflects about like all the fires that Nesta's been around. He's mm-hmm. like thinking back through everything. It's like, when she came on Solstice, it's like there was a roaring fire. And yeah. he's like, was that why she was mean to me? Like, I like how he's just now thinking through everything and trying to, like, give Nesta that more positive spin yeah. on herself. Because, you know, he he didn't realize all these things and, like, what she was going through. Yeah. So. Absolutely. And then he kind of, like, I think sometimes when you're, like, mentally, like, in your head so deep, 
it's time to start physically moving yeah. to get you out of it. So he starts having her practice with like a real sword. Mm-hmm. Some of the things she's been doing. And she's doing this like eight point star maneuver. Yep. And she's like, she's crushing it. He's having her do it again and again. And the chapter ends with, with a soft smile that Cassian had never seen before. Standing on the moon washed shores of the lake, Nesta began. Mm. And that's the end of part two. And I just think that's such a lovely like, yeah. segue yeah into what's coming next yeah which is hopefully like real deep healing right i feel like it's gonna be positive what so. goes from here anything so. else on your mind nope that was it all right well we hope you all enjoyed and next week chapters oh yep that is a thing that Important. we say every single time <laughs> um so next week we're starting part three and we're doing chapters 51 through 54 yay So we'll talk more then. Yeah. Bye. Goodbye. Thank you so much for listening to A Court of Fairies and Fangirls, a Sarah J. Mass fan podcast. Please rate, review, and subscribe and let us know what you think. You can find us on Instagram at at fairies and fangirls. Jump in on the conversation and we look forward to chatting with you more next week. Bye. Bye.